Welcome to Career Tools. This week, task management and the high S. The questions this cast answers are, what's the best task manager for a high S? What downfalls do high S's have with their task management? And how can high S's get better at task management? This week's Career Tools guidance is brought to you by Roadmap, the new manager tools application module that will walk you step-by-step through rolling out the Trinity one-on-ones and feedback. Or if you've already rolled out the Trinity, if you're already a fully functioning manager tools manager, you'll be able to measure and map your one-on-ones and your feedback. And if you're a director above, give you insight into the managers beneath you and their rollout and how they're doing. Please come see it. October 2nd is launch. We're talking about the DISC model again this week. And task management, which we've done for all of the other profiles on DISC, DI and C. Uh, And if you don't know what the DISC model is, there's a bunch of stuff on the website. Go go to the website, search for DISC. There's lots of explanations. But basically, it is a way of looking at people's behaviours and putting them into sort of categories. Sounds weird because you don't categorise people, but people putting people into groups by similar behaviours. The high S's are the people on the team who are really concerned about the other people on the team. They're the kind of people who say, are you okay? They're the kind of people who notice that somebody, somebody's behavior is a bit off, that their emails are a bit short, or uh, they're the people who bring cookies and donuts to meetings. They're the people that if you ask about the team, they tell you each person individually about that team. They're really concerned with how people are. They're also reserved. So they tend to be quieter. They tend to talk more slowly. If you interrupt a high ass, they will stop talking because if you need to interrupt, then what you're about to say must be more important than what they're going to say. A high D and a high I who interrupt all the time, there's no importance to what they're saying, but the S just assigns it because they're so much kinder. Uh, So having given you that kind of brief view of what a high S, high S's are known for being diligent. If you want something done, your high S will want to do it for you. A high D will also get a task done, but a high D does a task because it's a task and it needs doing. A high S wants to do it because it's for you. And the problem is that they want to get things done for everybody else too. And in addition, because they're people people, because they have this concern for people, they often put the person before the task. So if if they have a list of tasks and somebody in the team is upset or somebody is struggling with their work or somebody just needs to blow off some steam, the highest will put off their tasks to listen to the person. And because that's the way they see the importance in the world, that the person needs to be listened to, needs to be heard, needs to be helped. And that can mean that their tasks don't get done. And that's, you know, that makes them upset and yet they're still doing what they want to do. For all of the profiles, there are ways that we get in our own way. And that's the way the high S gets in in their own way. Uh, So Sarah, what are we going to cover today to help these high S's out? We're going to start with keeping one task list. Then only you can add to it. Always go back to the list and learning to say no. We'll start with keep one task list. Right. High S's, they they naturally have a focus on people, right? As you said. And 
that can mean that they end up with multiple to-do lists, right? Because if the person's important, then there's a to-do list for each of those people. So there's the to-do list that contains tasks they need to do for their boss. Then there's another task list that contains things that they, they need to do for a peer or coworker. There's another task list for a different coworker or a different peer. Um, maybe a task list, things they need to do for a customer. Task list that uh, contains things for a different customer. Do you get the picture? A task list for everybody. If the people are important, then we need to organize by people, not by tasks. Right. And each person in the high-S's orbit is important to them. Unlike high D's, for example, who is, is always, we always end up contrasting people when we're talking about DISC with their opposites. So a high S is people-focused and reserved. A high D is task-focused and assertive. So that's why we're going to end up contrasting those two a lot. So a high D, uh, people are important to them, but they're important by rank. So my boss is more important than my peers. My boss's boss is more important than my boss and so on. For a high S, everybody has equal importance. And so a high D doesn't have any problem saying, I'm not going to do those tasks that I need to do for my peer. I'm going to do the ones for my boss first. A high S has a problem with that because all those people are equal. And so because each person is important, all the tasks have equal importance. And that can lead them to paralysis because if everything's important, where do you start? And the, the answer is probably for a highest, the last person who spoke to you or the person who is making the most noise. Because if they're making the most noise, then they must be the most worried about the task or they must need it done the most. And a high I and a high, and a high D are just making noise because they want their task done. Actually, the amount of noise they're making has no relevance to the importance of any one task. Yeah, exactly. None whatsoever. And even high S's, they know that it feels right to put individuals first. It's not the most productive way to work. Tasks, they do different importance and having one list will absolutely help with that. That way, um, you, can, you can see all the tasks together on one list and it's easier to prioritize them. It just becomes more obvious which ones are important or more important and which ones are less so. Yeah. And unfortunately, you are going to have to disappoint people. One common complaint from directs is my boss wants me to do X and I already have too much work to do. A any kind of direct will complain that, you know, my, mo my boss wants more. My boss gave me four things to do this morning and I already have a deadline I'm struggling to meet, <laughs> you know, and a high S will try and make it work. But it's sometimes just not possible to get everything done. You, you know, we're not superhuman. There is a limit to how much any of us can get done. And usually the guidance is show your boss what you have to do and ask what has the most priority. We actually have casts about having these conversations with your boss. If you look up priority management, you'll find them. And if you want your boss to help prioritize what you need to do, then you have to have one list with everything on it. Otherwise, the boss is going to help you prioritize. And then you, like later, you're going to find this other list from someone else, you know, from a customer. And suddenly that conversation you've had isn't an easy conversation because really directs should be able to manage their own work. And if you're asking your boss how to manage the work that you have, there's a little bit of tension there in the, in the conversation of I'm not coping. It's, it's not a really a nice thing to have to admit. And so... 
if you've had that conversation as IS and then you find another customer list and now you don't know what, and you're going to have it again? <laughs> I know. You don't want that. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> and you can also preempt the situation by getting your goals from your boss. And we have costs on that as well. If you're, if you're struggling with this situation, um, knowing what your boss's goals are and what their goals are for you can help you prioritize your own work. Absolutely. So then the next piece of this is once you've got that list, keep in mind, you got one solid list. Now only you get to add to it. Only you, the high S, get to add items to your list. Other people try to add tasks to your list all the time. Right? They try to add tasks to all of our lists. So you're in a meeting and your peer says, for example, oh, hey, Wendy, can you, you can do that. You can do that, right? Yeah. Or you can email that's addressed to multiple people, right? Just a random list with multiple tasks on it and no one steps up to take the task. So the high S, right? You're the one that ends up volunteering to do it. If no one else is going to, someone's got to, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of, you know, if the boss sends out a list to the whole team and says, please will someone do this? The high D is like, yeah, well, I haven't got time. I've got more important things to do, right? The high right. I is just going to forget it because, you know, they're not very organized and they, you know, that squirrel, something else will have attracted them. The high C puts it on their list, but it's on number 153. And so they're never going to get it to it. And the high S is like, well, if the boss needs this done and I care about what the boss needs and what the boss wants, then I'm going to do it. And so, you know, by virtue of almost by everybody else stepping backwards, the highest ends up stepping forward. Right. Even if they're not the best person to do it, even if it will take them twice as long as someone else on a team, they want to help. So they volunteer to do it. That's a really good point. Yeah. Keep that in mind. There are also the situations, right, where you've taken it upon yourself to do something. So for example, you've been getting donuts for your team meeting all year long and now feel obligated to continue. I can't just not. They'll be disappointed. Yeah. Things like that. Or peers randomly send a note saying something like, can you help this sort, sort this out? Or you can, can you help this customer with X problem, whatever it may be? So you feel obligated to then take that on. And as S's, you can say yes to all these things, right? Uh, in fact, if you want to be a good team player, you probably want to say yes to as many tasks as you possibly can. But what we don't want you to do is to just automatically, without thinking about it, say yes. That's just allowing other people to add to your task list. Instead, before jumping out and saying yes, look at your task list as a whole. Right? Can you afford to do this task? Are you the person that's best cut out to do this task, right? Can you get this new task done to the required standard within the timeline that's required to have this thing completed? And then add tasks to your list consciously, having considered your ability, your time to do them and to do them well. Right. You can also ask yourself, does this task need to be done? And does it need to be done by me? So it's like kind of two questions if, you, if you're struggling with it. If you ask those separa uh, separately and in turn, that can help you. So for example, we'd, exa we'd argue that the donuts at the weekly staff meeting are not strictly necessary. Does it need to be done? No. No one is going to die if <laughs> there aren't donuts at the staff meeting. I read this, um, I don't know where I read it ages ago, but I remember it every now and again. <laughs> it said... Navy SEALs 
do not have donuts at meetings. Uh huh. It's always, it's a, yeah, if you, you know, if you want to be elite, then you probably don't need donuts at your meeting. But it's definitely not essential. Can you sort this customer out? Does this need to be done? Yes. Does it have to be done by you? Only you can know that. But it's often the case that other people are better suited, as Sarah said earlier, are better suited to doing certain tasks. If it takes you longer and it's more difficult for you, there isn't a good reason for you to do it just because you're available or you could do it. And how many of us do things that other people should learn to do just because it's easier for us? I do that all the time. It's quicker for me to do it than explain it to you. And that's me being a high D and thinking, okay, I just want this over with. But really, it's much better to teach everybody else to do tasks that are within their remit, right? I wouldn't be teaching people to do my job. But things like, for instance, Sarah, you send out emails through MailChimp to our customers. At some stage, I had to teach you how to do that. And I could do that for you every week. But it's within your job to do it. And so to take the hour or hour and a half or however long it took me to teach you, you know, that was better than me doing it every week for you. If you answer the question, does this task need to be done? Yes. Does it need to be done by me? Yes. Is this something I can do? Yes. And you don't consider, does it really need to be done? Does it really need to be done by you? And can someone else learn how to do it? Should someone else learn how to do it? then that's how you end up with an overflowing task list. Absolutely, it is. So now that we've got it narrowed down to our list, the next piece is going to be always go back to the list. High S's are distracted by the people thing of the moment. And you're working at your desk. If someone comes in to the area with a story of a terrible commute or something awful that happened this morning, a high S is inclined to want to listen. Right? Giving this person all the time they need to just vent, discharge their feelings about the terrible commute to work this morning. And if that story takes 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes of the day that's now gone. It's lost. And you don't get that back. Now, again, we're not saying never do this. A robot is not what we're looking for, right? Someone who's hard-hearted, a Heidi who doesn't listen. We need the S's team skills in our teams, right? That people person that individual, the dead mother to take care of us. Just consider if you stop for 15 minutes with every single person who comes into your area every day, who's got a story to tell you, how much time are you losing every day? And is that impacting the amount of time you spend doing the job that you're actually paid to do? You have a responsibility to spend the company's assets wisely. And part of the assets is the time that you're there working if you're spending i'm going to be this sounds really harsh if you're spending time indulging your wants then it's not necessarily in the comfort in the company's interests and a high d would always tell you you're indulging your feelings and a high d never does (laughs) doesn't have feelings so that's that's why i can say that and that's probably too strong a way to put it but there is you know you're not just considering how you feel and how what the things you want to do you have a responsibility to the company to spend the assets wisely and some of those assets are your time and your energy and your brain power that you bring to work and which they pay you for 
So when you get distracted, go back to your list. The temptation is to go to the thing that's calling you, you know, your email, your text messages, your IM, your co-workers, you know, you start a conversation with somebody, you listen to somebody and that makes you think, oh, you know, if so-and-so had a bad commute, then I know that this other person comes in the same direction. I wonder if their commute was bad, I should ask them and because I'm concerned for them and maybe there's something I can do. Instead of that, have the conversation, go back to your list go back to your list, go back to your list every time. And it will take some time to train yourself out of that habit. But it's okay to go back to your list and say, okay, I've got nothing with a deadline for three weeks. I'm good. I can go and talk to that second person about their commute. But you can only do that if you go back to your list and look at your list and decide Don't just go with the flow. Don't go with the first thought that comes to you, but actually think about it and make a decision and say, I have time to go talk to that person. Now consider that person might not have time to talk to you. That's another consideration of the company's assets. But instead of doing what's habitual, think, go back to the list, make a decision, then decide, then do what's best and not necessarily what you want to do. Right. Think back to when you're looking at that list, what were you doing before you were interrupted? Typically people come up when you're in the middle of something, right? So finish that before switching tasks, right? An hour ago, you decided that task, whatever you were working on in that moment was a priority and your being interrupted doesn't change the priority in most cases, right? So when you are interrupted, make a mark on your task list, whether it's paper or electronic so that you can find your place when you come back to it might be helpful. Okay, so here's the hardest part, learn to say no. It's a really hard lesson for highest to learn, right? Saying no disappoints people. And that is the opposite of what the highest wants to do, right? They don't want to disappoint anybody. That's how they get into this situation. But if the highest says yes to everything, just because you're trying hard to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one is the problem. There's so much to do and you can't do it to the quality required. You can't do it to the timeline required. And the people that you said yes to, they end up even more disappointed now because you can't do what you said you would do. And that's, even, that's an even worse, in my opinion, a worse situation to find yourself in than having said no in the first place because it's you that suffers. Right? You end up looking badly because... You can't deliver, but all you wanted to do was the right thing to begin with. Yeah. And we have guidance on saying no. We have uh, other podcasts about saying no. And again, you can search on the website and you'll find them. But here's the gist. Be clear about why you're saying no means actually no in your own head. And this, again, goes back to what's on my list? What's my priority? What are my deadlines? What do I need to be doing? And be able to say that. So if I say to Sarah... Hey, Sarah, I've written my newsletter, but it needs loading into MailChimp and I don't have time. Will you do it for me? Then Sarah has to say, as a high S, you can play a high S for a minute, Sarah. Um, <laughs> that Sarah has to say as a high S, no, I'm sorry. I have something to do for Mark. I can't do it right now or I can't do it for you. You know, the high S, that, that's, that feels bad. But you have to say it because otherwise you disappoint Mark in his deadline, right? Absolutely. And even more, don't tell a story, right? That is, don't give lots of reasons you can't. 
Just one sentence is sufficient. It stops the person from asking and being able to latch on to a piece of the story. Oh, well, but, right? Yeah. Oh, oh I know Mark's going to be out of the office, so it doesn't matter, right? He's not going to know you haven't done it till Monday. <laughs> exactly. And then we latch on to those things. Trust me, take it from somebody who does this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes it seem like you're making up excuses and you're not. You're not. Reasonable responses are reasonable. That is, it's reasonable that you sometimes have to say, I can't take any more on. And we all understand that. So don't think that you should be able to take everything on. A professional knows how much they can do. And it's reasonable for you to sometimes set limits on what you're able to take. Exactly. High S's add to their own task list whenever anyone asks them to do something. And then they let other people add to their task lists. When someone needs them in the moment, they switch to that. Unlike some other styles that could do with loosening the reins that they have on their task list, high S's could do with sticking more carefully to it. High S's are the ones for whom the instruction in the airplane safety briefing, please put your oxygen mask on first before trying to help anyone else is written. Right? That piece of the of the instructions is specially for you, high as is. The high D's don't care, they're like, I want my oxygen first. The high C's know the rules and they have to put their thing on first. The high I's are like, yay, it's yellow. But the high <laughs> the high S's are like, does everybody else on the airplane have their oxygen? Is there anybody who's struggling with it? Do I need to help someone? If you don't have oxygen, you pass out in I don't know, 30 seconds, you're useless to everybody else. And a high S has to remember that every day. If you burn out, you're no help to anyone. And it's okay to say no sometimes. Absolutely it is. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Wendy. Bye, everyone. Hope that was useful. We'll see you again next week. 